Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. Today, we are getting a taste of what Hollywood looks like. We are chatting with up-and-coming actress, Blakely Olson. We're going to learn about the craft of acting and how that translates to your mindset. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode, so grab your cocktail and let's dive in. Blakely, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. What are you drinking today? My third cup of coffee. <laughs> yes. What do you put in it? Uh... My favorite coffee mate creamer, cinnamon vanilla cream. Ooh, yeah. does that make it taste not healthy? Oh, well, but you know, too short. Life is way too short to do everything healthy. We need to have. I just way. don't do anything healthy. Oh my gosh, really? Because you look so. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. Or yeah, to do better. Yeah. I'm like dehydrated all the time. Where it's like, oh, water. There's water in coffee, and just keep on drinking it. So. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. Right. Well, if there's water in the coffee, then you're still drinking the water. Right. That's how I like to look at it. Yeah, but right. I've been told that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, me too. But whatever. We're just going to go with it. So Blakely, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. I reached out to her because I follow, have followed her on Instagram for a while now, and she is an actress. And I always see that she's doing new auditions and casting calls. And I was like, we need to pull back the curtain on this and see what it's actually like to be somebody who is an actress and is getting roles. And, and I want to know more about your background, um, when you started acting and just, just give us a rundown on who you are. Sure. Um, I'd say at like three years old, I said, I'm going to be an actor. Like I would watch movies and then I would like at that age and dress up like I wanted to be. And like, rehearse the lines then by like five I was charging my friends and family um to watch me perform so always a hustler always <laughs> I knew my worth at a young age <laughs> um and then it just kind of kept going and I played sports so that was a focus for a long time and then in high school I started doing theater and um I ended up quitting sports by my sophomore year and just focused on acting and doing theater and then um, when I graduated, I got into an acting school and in LA, but not to get into it, but it was supposed to be paid for. Ooh, my family's gonna kill me, but <laughs> um, it, that fell through. So I had this plan like to go and go to be an actress in LA and I had to come up with something. So I auditioned for Disney for their entertainment department and I got an internship there. So ended up working at Disney. Um, and I was 18. Like I moved two days after graduation. I drove to California, like went straight there and it was just, I am my best self in California. Like I don't like traffic in Seattle. I hate it. California. I'm like, yes, living yeah. my best life there. I just love it. Yeah. But the person I was dating at the time, who I was living with, um, wanted to move home. And I didn't, yeah, I can psychoanalyze it now. But um, <laughs> so I had to move home because I couldn't afford it at the time uh, by myself at 18. And then, like, life took a turn. Uh, I had a baby at a pretty young age. And then I met, my husband, John, and then I had two more kids. In my whole twenties, I did not act at all. Nothing. I like 
repress that dream because I've always been like an all or nothing person. Mm -hmm. So I figured like, well, if I can't go to LA, I'm not going to do it. Like, no. So I tried to do other creative things. And then right before my 30th birthday, I was watching, I think it was the Oscars. And I know a lot of people hate award shows, but it's like a thing for my family. I grew up watching them. And I remember I started crying, like, and I'm not a crier. So I started crying. I was like, oh no, like this is still in me. So I was like, okay, by my 30th birthday, which is like a couple months away, I'm going to apply to Seattle agencies and see what happens. So I literally submitted it on my 30th birthday to a couple. Um, within two weeks, I had audition, interviewed, got signed with an agency. I had to go through like this schooling thing. And then by August of that year, I started auditioning. And it was like the end of August. I was a featured extra on the TV show Shrill. It's on Hulu with A.D. Bryant from SNL. Oh. And from there, this was 2019, by the way, I was on set every single week for like eight weeks straight and then in that time i also decided i'm gonna i'm gonna make it to the emmys somehow i'm gonna do this yes so in i'm like i'm gonna go the emmys i look up how i can get there like i look up seat fillers i'm like okay i'm gonna be a seat filler i'm gonna be there i just like thought i bought a dress i um I love this. I booked a hotel. By the way, I have not got in yet at all. And then September rolls around, like the beginning of September. The Emmys are the 19th and you have to apply. So I applied. 20,000 plus people apply to do this and only 200 people get in once they look through. I think a week later, a week before the Emmys, I find out I was picked. So I went to the Emmys which was just crazy, like the weirdest experience. I went in thinking like, this is gonna be magical. I'm gonna talk to people, it's gonna be so much fun, um, be on TV, and it, I just had that outlook of it. So when I'm standing there with all these other, we're up against line, uh, waiting to get into the theater, and all these famous people are passing me, like Bill Hader, everyone, and everyone else is not looking at them, they're like, doing the respectful thing i'm like not smiling what no they were like i don't get it i was like beaming so every time somebody come in came in they're like hi how are you talking to me and all these people are looking at me like what the hell like why are they talking to this girl but i'm just literally staring them in the eye just smiling yeah you're like (laughs) i'm very excited to see you and people can and so they just kept like talking to me every time and I was like oh this is gonna be great end up sitting next to the SNL cast like it's right next to Lauren Michaels the SNL who's in charge of it like Keenan like just crazy experience so then it was almost have you watched the show Fleabag um I've heard of actually I watched I think the first episode and I remember I was hooked but I never went back into it (sighs) because I don't really watch TV that much it's my favorite show so that year Phoebe Waller-Bridge won everything and I had this moment where I'm watching her and I was like if I'm ever going to get up there I'm going to have to write my own material that's the only way so I started writing but then like the pandemic happened like it was shut down for a year and a half like nothing was happening Mm -hmm. like 
this last, it's been mentally, you had all this momentum and then all of a sudden it's just done, which happened to people for everyone across the world. But you really have to like convince yourself, like, is this what I want? Am I crazy? Probably, but like really go for it. Mm-hmm. So then I started writing and I just finished my TV pilot. I sent it in for notes to an HBO like script supervisor. Oh my God. So I have like a couple pitch meetings coming up. With, no fucking like, way. What? Good yeah. for you. Look at you. You're like, Hey, I'm going to go to the Emmys. I'm going to make it big. I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure out a way to do it. That's you are living out your passion and that should be something that is a goal for everybody. Like you should figure out what the hell you're passionate about and then go for it. Go all in Buy the fucking plane ticket in the hotel room before you even know how you're going to get there because manifest it, you know, just believe that it will happen. Like I truly believe whatever it is you want in life. If you truly believe it and put in like aligned action towards it, like not just mindless activities, like to keep yourself busy, but actually believe what you're doing will get you to where you want. I believe you will. I mean, you, you just proved that you're like, I, I just told myself I'm going to go to the Emmys and then I bought a dress and tickets and I hadn't even applied to go yet. And there was out of 20,000 people, like what are the odds? And then you got it. Like you, that that's literally manifestation in action. That's amazing. So what's your, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What's your TV pilot about? Um, it is basically what I think my life would be if like one thing didn't happen. So the lead character is me. Uh, her name's Blake, not Blakely. And her best friend from high school who also did theater with her and they're in their thirties and decide to move to LA with zero connections, very little experience to try to make it big. And hilarity failing upward, backward happens throughout the whole thing. I love it. I mean, that's, that's so true to you. And the fact that like, you're like, listen, if you aren't going to freaking hire me to be the leading lady in your show, I'm going to make my own show and I'm going to lead it. And that's what you should do. Like, just like make your own content, like make it happen for yourself. Cause nobody's going to make it happen for you. They're just not like, yeah. And I think because I started going on that journey of creating something for myself and writing the last year or so, like in November, out of nowhere, mind you, I did not get this part, but out of nowhere, I live on Camino Island, Washington, people. I don't live in LA. I got this audition notice for a speaking role in the HBO. I'm not allowed to say what it is, but project like out of nowhere, like just HBO, Colin wants you to audition for this. So it's like, believe in yourself, people, like truly be open to opportunities and possibilities. And I think they'll happen. Or I'm choosing to believe that. Is it, is it a show that had, has just recently started airing? Um, No. Okay. I was like the reboot of that one show that started airing recently (laughs) no but what i will say is this show won an emmy while i was there Um, oh yeah i'm not allowed to say what it is but gosh well i believe that you can literally do anything that you put your mind to and i mean like you just proved that i think so many people that are listening to this either live on tiktok or that are going to listen to this later on the podcast like 
your story is just proof of what happens when you do take that aligned action. And I know that's not even why we are on this podcast right now. Like I'm just so interested in behind the scenes of Hollywood and everything that you know. But, um, but I mean, that's a great way to kick this off is like, you can literally do anything you set your mind to if you believe in it. And if it's not happening this way, find a new path. I think that's where a lot of people Mm -hmm. get stuck in life. They're like, well, it's not working over here. So it's just not happening for me. Well, did you try another route? Did you try something that's like unorthodox that something has never happened before? Have you tried to like punch through your own path? I think a lot of people quit there because that's freaking scary. That's the yeah, it's, it's vulnerable. It's like putting yourself out there. It's well, I think a lot of people, regardless of the industry that you're in, you want success, right? And we always say we're afraid of failure. That's what people say. Like, oh, I'm not gonna do it because I'm afraid to fail. But I think more often than not, you're actually afraid of success. What would that mean for your life? So you have to take a look at yourself and be like, what works for me anyways? Be like, okay, say this happens. Say my dream happens. What's the worst thing that could happen to me if that happens? So like, example, I'm just throwing this out there. If all my dreams come true, then my family dynamic's gonna change. My little family that I love more than anything, that could cause issues. It could change my kid's life. Like, just you have to think, think it through and be like, is this even real? Is this a real fear? Like, who knows what's gonna happen? And then you kind of take the resistance away by addressing what you're scared of and being like, okay, this is stupid. And then you're able to fully move on. Yeah. In my opinion. That's so true. I think I, I mean, I had that whole feeling too of like, okay, I, that was my excuse is I'm afraid of failure, but then that would like stop me from trying. But then I really boiled it down to like, okay, I'm afraid of success. And that's because of the platform that comes with success and the troll Mm -hmm. and the cancel culture. And once I identified that, that, that would change everything for me because it was like, what am I going to do? Sit here for the rest of my life and be like silent because I, right. somebody's going to misunderstand me somewhere. <laughs> no. And the fear of being seen, people seeing you, when really that's what you want, like, especially in certain industries, what you do, what I do, we want people to see us, but just that fear of it, it's like, like, I have a big mouth. I could easily get myself canceled at any minute, like, like, or people don't like me, but that's okay. Not everyone's supposed to like you and just that you can't, hold yourself back by what ifs. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, no. And I mean, if you want to get somewhere in life and move further along in life, you have to do those things that are really scary. That's what happens in growth is like, you have to make yourself extremely uncomfortable. It's growth Mm -hmm. is not easy, especially when like you're feeling triggered or something and something comes up in you. If you just sit there and just let that drive your life, you're you're not living your life to the fullest maximum potential that you have. I feel like everybody is on earth with a specific unique purpose to live out. Um, it's, it's really interesting how people let society make them less than they make that makes them like stuck. It makes them stuck in the shell of who they think, who other people think they should be instead of living out what they want to do, even though it can be really scary being a trailblazer. It, it is. And it's like, we boil it down and we're like, I'm about to say this and no shade to anyone who does this, but like, why am I worried about what this girl who's in an MLM is doing from high school? Like, why do I care what she thinks about me? 
Like literally, why? She's not even thinking about me. And if she is, I've had people not like me my whole life. Who cares? I'm going to live my life the way that I want to. And that's authentically me rather than just being like, I'll just stay here and not do what I want to do and be miserable. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Because what if that bitch screenshots it and then sends it to somebody and there I'm <laughs> sure the she does. group text, right? Like you cannot think that way. If you yes. sit there and like stop yourself from doing the things that you want to do because you're afraid that somebody's going to screenshot your post or you showing up and putting yourself out there and talk shit about you, then like you, you just can't do that. Cause you, you have to move forward. But here's the key to that we are now like social media is still in its infancy and we are Mm -hmm. now in this place where more and more people are starting to see the potential that you have to make money online, run an online business, quit your job. That's what we're seeing with the great resignation. People are like, peace out corporate. I can make my own company consulting people for marketing and make a thousand dollars an hour. If I really, in my pajamas. (laughs) Yeah. At home in my, my damn closet. (laughs) you know, like the thing that, the thing that people need to realize who are holding themselves back, maybe subconsciously because of the fear of what other people think is one day, all of those chicks are going to be on social media, trying to build a business. You're just ahead of the game right now. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I just, it's so weird because in a lot of areas of my life, I'm like, I don't care what people think about me. I really don't. But then you just have that fear, probably from past trauma, whatever it is, and your subconscious that's like, no, we do care. Don't do that. Don't step out of line. Like, yeah, we care. We do. We we do care. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> okay. Um. So, I am so fascinated about what it's like to go to Hollywood and do the Emmys and all of that. What's something that coming from you, like before you ever really got exposed into the Hollywood realm, what's something that surprised you once you did get there? Well, just for TikTok, everyone, I'm not famous by any means. I'm just an up and coming actress. Okay. (laughs) But the industry in general, I think we're told that it's impossible to be a working actor, that by society, by other people, because of other people's fear really is what it is. And it's, if you put the time in, if you put yourself out there, if you do the work, go to classes, like, and actually work towards it, not just say you're working towards it, you'll get your shot. I mean, what it all comes down to is not quitting. I don't know what my timeline is going to look like. I have no idea, but you have to fall in love with the process of it. If you don't love the process, then it's not worth it. Like people telling you that you're no, no, not good enough, but really you have no idea why you didn't get that part. It didn't, wasn't because you didn't have a good audition. I mean, it could be, but it could be that that casting director is like, Oh, she looks like my sister-in-law, not, not hiring her. Like, or it could be like, Oh, she looks too much like this person that's already cast or not enough. Like you have no idea why you didn't get the part. And I think if you just, I don't look at not getting a part as failure anymore. And that's what people want you to think that you're failing. But if you got in that room and you got an audition, that's a big deal. That means somebody called you in and wanted to see you work and casting directors, producers, they want you to get it. Like they're not looking for you to fail. 
they want you to be the one that comes in the room and is undeniable and gets it because that makes their job easier. Mm -hmm. So when you change your mindset that like, no, the whole world industry isn't working against me and that you just keep showing up, then you'll eventually get your shot. Like I booked two commercials this last year where I was just offered the part because I had auditioned for them seven months prior. Like, didn't they're like, Hey, will you do this? And I'm like, yep, sure. Don't have to audition for it. Like you never know a casting director might've seen me like that HBO audition say they loved me. Who knows? And in six months, something comes up and they could be like, Oh, that girl, she would be great in this. And they might call me in again. Like you just don't know. So I think just keep putting yourself out there keep doing the work and your time will come. I mean, there's so many people like Steve Carell didn't hit it big till he was 40. Like, Whoa, really? Yeah. It was the office. Like, well, there's so many people that don't make it like Samuel Jackson was 45, I think like, but they're like known household names now. Like this ridiculous notion that you have to make it by 25 or you're not going to make it isn't real. And especially now the industry's changed where before it was like for women specifically, you had to make it before 25 and look perfect. Now people are writing their own material. We have more interesting things like sitcoms on networks. People don't watch as much anymore. They like the streaming where it's real people with real stories Mm -hmm. and not like waiting with a laugh track. Like people don't care for that anymore. Yeah. So you don't have to be the most beautiful person in the world to like be an actress anymore. You can just be good and keep auditioning and hopefully you'll get your shot. Yeah. And I, and I think you will, if you are in it for the long run, you have to realize this is a lifestyle. This is a marathon. It's not going to be like, I'll give myself two years. If I don't make it, then I'll be done. And what does making it even mean? Yeah. If you're a working actor, if you're a working actor that's successful like you're doing what you love and getting paid to do it yeah some people I feel like just they're the unicorns of the industry and that's what everybody puts on like the silver platter of like mm-hmm. even in business the people who are like I made 6k or not 6k I made six figures in six months you're, everyone's like well if I don't make six figures in six right. months then I'm just a piece of shit like your whole mindset around acting is the mindset that people need to have in life in general, when you're trying new things and you're trying to live out your purpose in your dreams, because some people just might not see you for you, but that's why you have to take matters into your own hands, like create your own narrative, create your own story. And that's the really cool thing about like TikTok, for example, is you could, if you wanted to make a whole sitcom or a segment on your TikTok account. And who knows who you could get picked up by? I've gotten like crazy weird features for weird shit on my TikTok, like BuzzFeed, Love What Matters, um, uh, Barstool Sports. Like I've had weird features just from posting stuff on TikTok. So could you imagine if you really niched it down and were like, okay, I'm going to make like a little sitcom. You could probably get that picked up from a streaming service. Right. You just you have to put yourself out there and you have to do the work. Like that's what it always comes down to. Like in everything, do the work. I think having the right mindset about it and really thinking like, no, what I'm doing matters. And eventually I'll get to where I'm going or that is so important. And just don't fucking quit. Just fucking keep going. Like 
who knows how long it's going to take. Yeah. I mean, it might take 10 years. It might take upwards of a decade, but I mean, once you make it, then you've made it. But the, I, I love what you said about like, this is a lifestyle. It's not just like a, I'm going to get up one day and I'm going to be an actress. It's like, okay, I got to put in the work. So when you say put in the work, what does it take to become an actress? Like, I, I think, I feel like you have to do a lot of embodiment work. You do. Well, I feel like you do. So every, I, I start my morning, I have the same routine. Uh, I wake up and have you read the book, The Artist's Way or heard of it? Mm-mm, I haven't, I, neither. Um, so it's by Julia Cameron and it's basically a workbook on creativity. And what she says to do is to write freehand three pages every morning like full three pages, doesn't matter what the fuck you write, just like anything, just shit, you know, like your subconscious, all the negative thoughts that you're feeling and three pages is a lot. But by the time you get to that third page, that's when some nuggets start coming out, like a creative idea. Like if you read my pages, they make no sense. Like I'll go from like, I'm going to work out today to this would be a great line in this part of the pilot, like things like that but you do it every day and it becomes this practice. I meditate, I do EFT tapping, which love it if you don't do it. But um, those are just things that I get my mind right, gratitude, all of that, so that I can move forward with my day. And then things I do every single day, I check the dailies, like deadline and try to see, like, you have to know the industry, you have to know what's going on. You need to do your homework so that when you get in a room, you're like, Ooh, this I'm auditioning for this casting director. They did this, this, and this, this is kind of the tone that they like, like do your homework. So I'll do that every morning. I try to self tape, which I have my little studio here four times a week, which doesn't maybe seem like that much, but literally just, I have something I practice. Like if you're an actor, you have to always be ready. You don't know when you're going to get the opportunity. Like that HBO audition. I know I wasn't thinking about it. Wasn't, but I was ready because I, every day or at least four times a week, really put in time to act, to practice. You need to read books. You need to, um, watch TV and watch movies like really, but study it study the beats, study the, just the nuances in people's performances. Like when you watch somebody that that's great, you can, you notice like, why did that resonate with me? What was it about that performance that was so good? How can I take that for myself? And so, I mean, I'll I'll do that. I try to write one hour every single day, write, no matter what, write doesn't at least even trying to write, but like, you can't wait for things to be inspired. Like even with acting or writing, like I'll do it when I'm inspired. I don't want to do it right now, but no, you need to do it every day, make it a practice so that you're ready. Because a lot of times inspiration comes when you're, you're doing the act of it. Yeah, that's very true. It, I know like on my social media, for example, when I, I post, I'm like, I'm doing it when I'm inspired, but I have to, I know in my mind, I have that boundary of like, I have to post every day. So then even if I don't have like an inspired thought, I'm like, okay, I know what I'm going to talk about. But then when you do, like you said, crack open those, like, okay, I've brain dumped everything for the day. I'm not really thinking about this anymore. Cause now it's out of my mind and on paper, 
those ideas will start coming to you faster, but I love the fact that you're like, you, you have to have boundaries with yourself. Like you have to set a schedule for yourself. Um, I know in the beginning of my business, I didn't even set a schedule for myself. I had these goals. I'm like, I'm going to make six figures my first year. I didn't even go close to that because I didn't make a plan. I was like, it's just going to happen. It's like, things just don't happen to everybody. Like you have to work for it and put that work in just like you said. So I love that you touched on that. Well, and it's like, she's actually from Seattle. She's killing it in the acting world. But she says, her name is Blythe Howard. And she goes, momentum demands movement. So it's like, if you want momentum or something, you have to keep moving. You have to be moving forward, taking those steps. And it's true. I don't know about you, but when you're in the flow of things, it's weird how certain opportunities just start popping up that you're like, oh okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Or like you just, but that's, I feel like it's what you're attracting. If all you're thinking about is like, God, I hate my agent. I never get auditions. Guess what? You're not going to, yeah. that's your attitude. So that's what you're going to get. But if you truly believe like I'm doing the work and I'll get to where I want to, or even just, like I said, enjoying the process. Like I love, I try to read four scripts a week, just old pilots, anything to really, for both for writing and for acting, you'll understand the beats of things and to fully sink your teeth in, you know, it's just gotta, how many times am I going to say, do the work people, but like, that's it. You have to, nobody's going to do it for you. Yeah. She's like, I want to pull up that Nike swoosh. Just do it. Just (laughs) Just do do it. Flipping work. Oh my gosh. I mean, I have always been a Nike girl, so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's good. Then, I mean, it aligned. So for people who are like, okay, I I have always had this inkling. I want to be an actress or an actor. I want to be in Hollywood. That's something that has always been on my heart. Where do they start? Well, I would start with where you're at, always. Don't wait for perfect circumstances. Do the work now. Just simple things. Like I said, download a script. They're free online and start acting at home. Taking the script, doing monologues, just really feel like, do I actually love this? Do I love acting or do I just want to be famous? Because there's a lot of different things that you can do to be famous, but you have to love the craft of it. Otherwise, wrong industry. Because even when you're at the top, do you know how many people like wanted parts that went to somebody else that are like famous, famous, like you have to love the process. So really get in an acting class. There's plenty of them Mm. all over the country. Like find an acting class, start, look on Facebook groups. There's so many like Seattle actors, network Find your community, like start doing student films, keep building and moving on. And then eventually, hopefully you'll get there and then you'll make the decision. Hey, I think I need to be in LA or Atlanta is a great market now. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Atlanta, so much is filmed in Atlanta now because they have incentives, like their state will pay back money where we're actually trying in Washington, there's a bill coming up for us to get more incentives because ours is terrible. But Portland, so many work, most of the work that I do for like TV stuff is in Portland because they have great incentive program. 
Really? So like HBO, Mm -hmm. for example, will be like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start filming this show in Portland because Portland will give the studio some kind of kickback for filming. Yeah. Like millions of dollars to film there because, because they're hiring local talent that it's just like the amount of people it takes to make a TV show work. Like, I mean, that was my first thing on set, like looking around being like, whoa. And then it's just, I also will say, do extra work, people. Like, in the very beginning, like, and then know your worth and realize you don't need to do that. But, like, do extra work so you can be on set and, like, see how a TV show works. See how a film works and all the behind the scenes. You don't realize a scene that's a minute long takes hours to shoot because they're changing the cameras. And, like, that actor has to do it, like, I don't know how many times. Each time when the camera switches, like learn the industry, learn, learn the lingo too. Like, that's a great thing about doing extra work is because you can learn what, like, listen to what the producers are saying and like, okay, that means to go here. Like that you wouldn't know otherwise. It's just industry talk. So if you want to be an extra, where do you go? Like, is there a website you go on that you (laughs) depending on where you are, you can just, I would like Google extra work in Portland and it'll come up with uh, Weeble Mountain is one um, and casting directors that just do extra work then you can get on their roster you don't even have to have an agent like if you wanted to do extra work what I will say is you don't make money doing extra work that's not where you're gonna find it's, it but it's such great experience yeah it's more for the experience and if you're someone like me who's like I don't want to be an actor but it'd be cool to be an extra and just look behind the scenes <laughs> I feel They're like, like- 14 hour days and yeah, you get lunch <laughs> you do that was what okay so the first one I was on is shrill and it was a hulu production um so I remember I, I got on set and there's like trailers everywhere and craft services which is food free food they have their catering and I was just like I will never be too cool I will always like love this free freaking food <laughs> yeah right fine but it's right. yeah no that's I would start with extra work. I'd start acting and just really figure out, I think an acting class, you'll figure out if you like it. Because even if you're crap, you can get better. I feel like the thought that I have about acting is like you're faking it. And that's why I said something about embodiment because I feel like after me having to do more embodiment work of like trying to step into that ideal version of myself, I'm like, okay, I get it. You kind of have to like mentally shift the lens of you because I think a lot of people would read a script and they would do it in like their way instead of doing it in the way of the character because when they put scripts out and casting calls don't they have like okay we want this character to be bubbly nice blonde da 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 Mm -hmm. whatever and then you kind of have to like step into that character is that am I off base no it's it's true but like I think the most, the easiest way to do it, or acting's hard. Like people think it's easy. It's not. But you get a script and you're auditioning for this character and you have to think like, okay, how am I like this character? And you bring yourself into this role as well as using your imagination and really like embodying that character. But use what you have too. Like if you look at Denzel Washington, one of the best actors ever, if you 
you notice Denzel's very similar in every role because he just brings himself, you know, and that's perfect, but it's truthful. He's still like, is amazing. Don't get me wrong. And people are going to take it wrong. But a lot of actors, Jennifer Lawrence, even like she bring, you can see her essence in every role. Like if you boil it down, you're like, oh, she's still there. And that's what makes her performances authentic and raw because it's still her but she uses her imagination to create this whole world and the character it's not like she's the same in every role but yeah i think knowing that who you are is enough knowing that who you are as a person and bringing that into that role that's enough you still have to do more work but be like no i can do this me as a human i relate to this I had this trauma, which was similar to what this character is going through. And really just like, it's very therapeutic. Yeah. To be an actor, honestly, you well, really get to deep dive. That was a good point. Because someone on TikTok just said, but Jamie Foxx won an Oscar becoming Ray Charles. And maybe they, he had to connect something from his past to do that. Which, absolutely. And I'm, there are character actors that take a role, especially biopics, like being Ray Charles, you really fully become that person. Like, I don't know if you saw, it was Renee Zellweger, she played Judy Garland. Like her walk was the same. Like she fully became like a character actor of she's that person, but she's still in her mind, what her personal experiences are helped her shape that role. Of course, she's watching film and studying how Judy walks and talks and her mannerisms. Yeah, that's what she does. But in order to really connect with it, it has to mean something to her. So mm -hmm. she does that in her work. So yeah, with Ray Charles, I'm sure Jamie Foxx can relate in some ways to Ray Charles. I mean, he's a black man in the industry. Like, he's not blind, but like the hustle, the drive, like, mm -hmm. you just have to find the I don't want to say it. But connection point. Yeah, like the motive. Like what makes this man tick? I have that in me. And then like you'll find your way. Yeah. I I, I saw something. Um, I forget what movie it was or what it was for. But um, you might know. Because it, it was this video. Um, I think it was like a viral clip about two, like, I guess, A-list actors, if that's even a term anymore. They went down to Oklahoma to, oh, it was Matt Damon, I think, to study um, the people mm -hmm. from Oklahoma, like the Trump supporters um, mm -hmm. for this film. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I, it's not, but I, what is it? He was just in something. I'm trying to think of what it would be, but I get, I get the concept though, yeah. like of. I forgot what it was, but I thought it was so interesting that he went down to Oklahoma. I think he stayed on a rancher's farm and like the rancher was a Trump supporter. And, you know, it, I mean, there's like a notion that Hollywood is very like liberal left-leaning. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because when he did this interview about this movie or the press release or whatever, he was like, yeah, I sat down, stayed at this this ranch with this ranch hand in Oklahoma, like learned the role, learn the part. And he was like, I completely like it opened my mind to perspective to like 
something I haven't even thought of before. And he's like, mm-hmm. these people are like the nicest people ever. So I, th- I just think it's so interesting, like the actual work that goes behind it, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, actors just read scripts and then like repeat them, you know, but there's what you were saying, like studying the walk, the way they talk, um, the movie, uh, the queen movie. I forget that guy who, who played Freddie Mercury in there. He mm-hmm. yeah. had the whole thing. Like he learned how to talk and mm-hmm. like move his mouth like Freddie Mercury. And I was like, that's so, that's dedication. <laughs> you have to be dedicated to do that. In Robert De Niro was, was in, uh, what's it called? Taxi? Taxi? What's it called? I think so. Well, he learned to be, a, he was a taxi driver at night for a full month. Because he wanted to fully know what that meant. And that was like in the 70s. Like that's more called method acting. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis is famous for it. Like Lady Gaga in this last movie, House of Gucci, I think they filmed for three months and she did not break her accent the entire time. She just spoke like that for three fucking months like no it you full there's people that like you go to depths like uh Heath Ledger he had a really hard time mentally with the Joker because you're in order to access that it's got to be really in you somewhere and so it's like torturous like Jack Nicholson told Heath Ledger not to take the part because he was just like it'll screw you up man like be careful oh he did so good in that role though so, so good. that's like one of the best movies and he just he did it so well so creepy and so good like so right? and when he got cast people were like that's a terrible choice and then turns out they're wrong <laughs> yeah right oh my gosh i just it's so interesting the kind of embodiment you have to do and i mean i think us just vocalizing the shit that actors actually have to do in order to put on that performance i think that easily ties in with business and any like personal venture that you have in your life. Like you have to put in the work, you have to understand what works, what doesn't work, find your own way, like see what really works for you. Cause I think a lot of people look at like, okay, well, so-and-so did it this way. So that's how I have to do it too. But you have to find your own way, what works within you, because if you're just following someone else's playbook, it's not going to feel authentic to you. It's not going to become like a lifestyle shift or a choice from you or for you. It's going to feel like you're forcing yourself to do it. And then you're going to get burnt out for doing it in uh, someone else's way of doing it. Well, so. yeah. Cause you're not doing it your way. Like, just like I said before, who you are as a person is enough. You don't have to pretend you're somebody else. You can level up and be a better version of you. Sure. Mm-hmm. but your your journey's not going to look the same as Emma Stone's. You know, like it's not going to be the same and that's okay. But just the dedication and really the mindset that's what it all comes down to. Mm-hmm. Mindset is everything. I think you'd probably agree. Like if you're going to go anywhere in life, it's mindset. I mean, you could in every aspect of your life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and this is probably going to press some people's buttons, but honestly, like people, some people who live in like poverty, if they can shift their mindset, they'll start taking little steps to get out of it, you know? But if you mm-hmm. live in this mindset of like, this is going to be my life forever. It's, it's going to be horrible. Like 
woe is me. I, you know, I was just dealt these cards and I can't do anything about it. That's not true. If you shift your mindset, you're going to start seeing, you're going to start taking opportunities to get you out of where you're, you've been stuck for so long. And I think that's so important that now mindset is becoming something that people are like, oh yeah, it's, it's like the 80, 20 rule, 80% of your success or how far you're going to go in life is your mindset. The other 20% Mm -hmm. is the work, but the work, but what happens is like, I tell my clients this all the time. I can give you all the strategy in the world. I can say you need to do this, show up right here, do that, this, the other thing. But if you're in your head being like, I can't do this. I suck. Like having all this negative self talk, like I'm, it's always going to be this way for me. You're not going to make a move. You have to shift your mindset first in order to make a move, in order to do those things that are really scary, in order to have grace for yourself when you epically fail, but you know you have to try again. Failing's good. You learn so much from failing, and failing means you put yourself out there. And like, I don't know, what is failure even? Like, a I think it's, such, yeah, like, it's just like, why is that considered failing? I, I tried maybe didn't work out. Now I'm just going to keep going. Like, yeah, no, I, mindset is everything. And kind of how we were talking about how putting in the work, somebody said, how many talent is a habit. Yes. Everybody has this. There are people that have this natural talent, right? We see it, the raw talent, but that's not going to get you very far. It might one role, it might work great. One scene, it might, but talent is a habit. You have to be ready and undeniable all the time. And you have to be open to making a mistake. Like there are times where I've gone in a room where I had everything planned, where it's like, I'm going to raise my eyebrow at that time. I'm going to do this. Like you think about these things, but once you get in there, maybe the actor that you're working with is giving you something totally different from what you planned. And you have to be in the moment and real and respond because acting is listening. You have to be able to listen and react and respond to that person in a truthful and authentic way. So you can do all the work you want and that will help you even if it gets thrown out the window, like, cause you did the work and your, your embodiment of that character is there, but just being able to go with the flow Like there's been a lot of times in my life where I plan something to the T I get there. That's not what happens. But if you're able to be open to it and be like, okay, I can do this rather than resist it, then you'll, you'll usually get a lot farther. Yeah. Right. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of us do that. Some there's opportunities that present themselves and then we're like not ready or we're scared Mm -hmm. and we turn it down because it's like, Oh my God. But that's why, um, there, there's a mindset shift that I had to have that kind of aligns with that was I spent so much of like the first year of my career being like, I'm just, I'm like, you can build a business from bed. Like you don't have to get ready. But then I started thinking, okay, if in 10 minutes I had a call from somebody, they're like, Hey, I have right now in 10 minutes, if you can jump on a zoom call, like we have a great opportunity for you. If I was not ready, like prepared. Like if I wasn't, if I didn't put clothes on, I was still in bed, didn't have makeup on, didn't feel like I was operating at my highest level. I would be freaking the fuck out. I mean, I still would be freaking out, but at least I'd be ready at some level. But if you're, you have to be ready. Like there has to be a baseline ready for you for anything. And you have to be willing and open to take these opportunities that kind of scary, but 
will take you to that next level. You have to learn how to say yes, like be yes, man. <laughs> exactly. Great movie, by the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you have to like, my hair example is a wavy hair. Um, so if I take a shower and I go to bed in like a messy bun and I get a call the next morning, Hey, we need a self tape in 30 minutes. Can you do it? I'm like, fuck no. Cause my hair is like out to here. So you have to like get yourself, like always know that opportunity come at any moment. Like, just like when you go to the grocery store and you look homeless <laughs> and you run into five fucking people from high school and you're like, hi. <laughs> yeah. Good to see I'm sorry, like, not on drugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I'm just counting. Never know. Um, but, <laughs> but that's exactly it. But of course, a lot of times when I'm looking my best and walking the grocery store, I don't see anyone. Right. But, but just be ready. Like, and you'll feel better. Like just, yeah, whether that's looks or your craft, do the work so you're ready to go. Yeah. And I'm going to say, you don't, you don't have to like put makeup on, do all the things to like be ready, but also you need to figure out what your baseline of ready is. Like mm -hmm. at what level, what do you need to do to start, hold a baseline of operating better in your life? And for me, that's feeling presentable feeling mm -hmm. i mean to some people they look at me and they're probably like mm, you're gross but i feel presentable and i know i operate better at this level so i'm gonna do that i'm gonna show up like this i before we got on this podcast i was doing my makeup because i'm like I'm, i know i'm gonna live stream it on tiktok i know that this whole thing's you know gonna it's being recorded on video too i don't want there to be like a timestamp of me looking like I just rolled out of bed. I'm like, hi, let's do an interview. You know, you have to find your baseline. You're, you're ready. You're, you're like, I'm going to freaking do this. I can do this at any time. A question for you. Mm -hmm. So I have noticed a shift in you in the last couple of months <laughs> where, and I relate to it. So that's why I'm asking where there's, it's almost like something just clicked in you where you're just like not scared to show up and you seem more, I guess, aligned with your vision. Like, I just feel like you're being the most authentically you that you can be and you have your destination in your mind. Is that true? Cause I've no, I just noticed there's something changed in the last couple of months where you're like, I got this. Yeah. Uh, so what happened? There's a story behind this. So I went to my mastermind retreat and before that I was just, you know, putting out really strategic, valuable content, just, you know, doing like the shit, looking around being like, okay, other people are doing this. So that must mean I'm doing it right. And I was, I was suppressing myself because cancel culture, um, even though I'm vocally against cancel culture, I was still afraid of being canceled because I, I have opinions that some people might not like. And I, I don't feel the urge to like fight people on them. So I just don't say anything. Um, so then when I went to this mastermind retreat, we did this thing called um, like find your blind spot. And in the retreat, everybody, they were doing an audit of my Instagram and they're like, yeah, the person that we just met in person, that's not the same bitch we see on social media. They're like, we like her better, me in person. They're like, you're way more funny, chill, laid back. They're like, well, I don't, we don't see this on your social media. Everything clicked. I was like, why am I, why am I suppressing myself? And then once I had that awareness, then it was like, I started 
witnessing my limiting beliefs, like when I would, something would come up, I'd be like, oh, this is a good idea. I want to post this. I haven't seen it before. And then a thought would come in my head. Oh, well, we, we can't do this because other people aren't doing it. So then I made a point to myself. Okay. If I have a creative thought, and a limiting belief comes, that means I have to do it. Like I would bet on myself. And for example, I posted about the vaccine and then I lost 40 followers, but the same day I signed three new clients, you know? So I think that was just kind of my, like my moment of, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. That was really like, honestly, a test for me. Cause I was, I was holding myself back. I was so afraid. And then I had to tell myself, over and over again that like if i'm gonna get to the point where i want to be like i obviously have huge goals for myself but i sat scared for the last two years of like i don't want to get canceled i what if i fail what if i succeed what if what if what if and i just kind of had to slap myself in the face and start doing things that were aligned action like instead of wasting time scrolling on instagram it's like okay maybe i can start connecting with people on linkedin and then reaching out to them and since i started doing that i have a bid out for like my highest ever monthly retainer like six grand a month for one client waiting to hear back from them out from that one but um, oh, good yeah please thank you <laughs> but still like i would have never done that so there was a lot of confidence work that had to come in it too and it's just funny when you said that that's why i kind of laughed because people have said that to me over and over and over they're like something's changed something's changed and the biggest thing is i just i just stopped suppressing parts of myself so other parts could live i just allowed myself to be every part of myself and i think that's a huge lesson that um i that's something I want to get out there is you don't have to suppress parts of yourself in order to be your whole self. Like you can talk about the shit that's real to you because it's real to you. And that's, that's the only thing that matters. Who cares if Susie down the street doesn't like it or the bitches screenshot it and talk shit. Who cares? Bitches are always going to talk shit. (laughs) Yeah. It is literally your life. And if you let other people drive your life for you, you're not going to do the things you want to do. You're not going to get to the places you want to be. And once you realize that you are the only person in control of your outcome in life, nobody's going to save you. Nobody, not even one person's going to come freaking save you and be like, Hey, here's a hundred thousand dollars. You made it this year. That's not going to happen. You have to fucking work for it. You have to be bigger and better and challenge yourself and grow and do the fucking inner work. Do the inner work. That's my biggest. That that right there, the inner work, the shadow work, your shadow self, all of that. Those I do these journal prompts every day. And the stuff that I still am like, oh, I'm holding on to that still. Okay. But like once you realize what's holding you back and address it, then you can move on from it, release it from you. It's I think everything gets held in our body right? And it, it's almost something happened to me, like, there's just a shift that happened in about November, I would say, where all of a sudden I'm like, I had this second business that I shut down. Um, I was killing it, like getting very busy there. And I realized, oh, I'm doing this. So I don't go all in for my real dream. I didn't need to do that job. It was just something to keep me busy because I started it during the pandemic because everything was shut down. Yeah. And I started to notice in my body when I would get a new client or something, it wasn't like the small business happy dance. I was like, fuck, okay. Like, 
because it was, it's so time consuming, you know, and you want to do a good job. It was not aligned with me anymore. That was great. It kept me afloat when I couldn't do that much or I chose not to do as much is really what the key thing is. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden I just shut everything down and I was like, no, I'm focused all in vision board, affirmations, shadow work. I am just studying the craft and it's crazy. The momentum that started to happen in 2022, even like the HBO audition was the end of November. That was part of it is I just got a a client or two quotes were coming in and then I get this HBO audition and I was just like, but I have to do this. I have to do these things. And I realized, no, if it's not making you feel good, if you're not aligned with it. And I'm saying in my circumstance, I am honestly, I don't have to work. My husband does great on his own. So I really don't have to. So why I decided to that business, not really sure, but I wanted to spend all that time on that HBO audition. I still did. I spent a lot of time on it, but it was just that feeling of like, oh, but I have to do this. And I think if we all just looked at the things that don't make us feel good and give us anxiety and be like, I don't have to do that. Why am I doing that? Oh, it's so I don't focus on this. How much time I has, has opened up for me to focus on my actual dream and even my family where I just didn't realize how like burnt out I was. And then once I took it away, it's just like, oh God, I feel lighter. Yeah. I feel like my mindset changed. And then I just now full steam ahead. I'm ready for 2022. Yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're, I'm going to say wasting or exerting energy in places that you don't even like, that's, Mm -hmm. that's when you're not going to be as powerful when you're doing the shit that you love and you're aligned and you're like, fuck it, let's try Let's see what happens. There's some beautiful, crazy ass things that happen, but Mm -hmm. you have to, you have to like be in tune with yourself and know exactly what you want. Cause I think a problem that we have in society right now, especially because of social media and we're getting so many goddamn opinions over and over and over and over and over again, people start being clouded. They're like, well, I don't know what I like, or I don't know what I want. Mm -hmm. We've lost that ability to tap into our intuition and really figure out what we want, what we like. And I mean, there's, there's definitely a balance game between like being selfish for yourself, but also selfless for other people. But mm-hmm. it's like the, the freaking mask on the airplane thing. You have to, you have to fill up your cup first before you help other people, because you can't pour into people with an empty cup. You have mm-hmm. to have to do what feels right for you. And honestly, if people don't like that, then what happens is they just start filtering out of your life because you have to be clear and focused on your vision. Like we have one life. We have to make the most of it every single day, be disciplined, have those boundaries. Um, just do the things that light your fire, make you feel good because then the passion is going to create that momentum that you're talking about. Yep. And you get in the flow and things just start happening because you're joyful. Like if you're stressed all the time, what, what are you going to get more stress, more anxiety? Cause that's your natural, that's has become your natural state. So that's all you're going to attract. If you are doing things that you love and light you up, you're going to be nicer to your kids. You're not going to snap at them in the mornings. Like, and that's like my morning routine. I get up early so I can do that. So I can be my best self, not just for me, Mm -hmm. but for my family. Like, 
So when my kid asked me seven times for the same thing that I already gave him to and they didn't pay attention or something, I'm not going to be like, ah, freaking out on them. Like, get yourself centered. Mm-hmm. Know your, what your baseline is. Like my morning routine is my baseline. Is If I do that, then the rest of my day is going to go great because yeah. I did the mindset work. And if it doesn't, I know exactly what I have to do, whether that's tapping, like meditate for a little bit to get back into a better mindset. Because I mean, how many times, especially as a parent, something kids are having a rough time and you just, you're thinking like, Oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. And so then you're grumpy with them because they're, their need, they need needs or something or yeah. not being met. And I think I realized so much of parenting or like being a wife, friend, what I give out uh, is really, you, there's a mirroring of what my mindset is at that time. So uh, empty cup, exactly. Like if I'm empty, I can't give a lot. Or if I am still giving a lot, I'm not going to do it with a smile on my face. Yeah. <laughs> like, You'd be like, you're making me do this and now I'm going to resent you for it which resentment's terrible, but yeah. So I just, I do my morning mindset work. And even if the middle of the day, I'm having a hard time. I'm like, I'm just going to go in the bathroom in a minute and just get back to normal. Yeah. Get back to ground myself. Yeah. I think it's important. What you touched on is having that baseline, knowing what your unique specific baseline is, because if you Mm -hmm. don't, you're going to be lost. You're going to be looking at other people being like, am I doing this right? Should I be doing that? Oh my God. I totally failed because Susie over there did it differently. You have to know what's right for you. You have to, you have to find your baseline, get that routine. I would even suggest like bookends at the end of the day. If you are like trying to get Mm -hmm. somewhere in your life, have a morning routine an evening routine, a couple things that you do. Like, even if it's brushing your damn teeth twice a day, like make that your routine. Then you can start adding in things like journaling. I love the fact that you do the three pages of journaling, mm-hmm. just brain dumping everything. That's like clogging your mind. That in itself is life-changing. Oh, it, I can't talk about that. <laughs> Julia Cameron, the artist way, highly suggested people. You'll, you'll have a lot a lot of breakthroughs. Like, I think the first time I heard of that book, Ashton Kutcher, like 15 years ago, brought it up. And like, I was just in a class, Judd Apatow was um, for screenwriting and he, he brought it up and I was like, God, this book is everywhere. And then like Rachel Hollis randomly talked about it, which I don't really even follow her, but like, it's like, wow, it's, it's all yeah. over. People, yeah. Artist yeah. way. Do it. I will put that in the show notes if you are listening to this after the fact. Thank you for being here on TikTok. Um, (laughs) But uh, I think I'm going to buy that book because that sounds really amazing. And I feel like anybody who's in a creative, I feel like if you have a business, you want to be more creative, you want to start a business, you want to become an actor, actress, you want to do something groundbreaking new, like Mm -hmm. bring in the big bucks, you got to be creative because, I mean, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just doing it in a different way. Doing it your own way and being comfortable doing it your own way. Stay in your lane. Focus on what you're doing. Don't give a fuck what anyone else is doing. Yeah. Do the work and mindset. That's my my hot hot tips that everyone tells you. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But like people repeat it over and over and over again because it's true. You have to do what works for you. And that, what I was going to, what I was thinking about 
when you asked me about like, oh, have you showed up more powerfully or I've noticed? Um, that's why I really started honing into the personal brand because I'm like, each and every single one of us has a story we could tell. We have so many different facets of our life and the old structure of business, like the corporate business is you have to be like super professional, only talk in a certain way, send your emails with warm regards or best wishes or whatever. And it's like, why do it? Why do we have to do that? Why can't I just be myself? I mean, like, obviously there's a time and a place, but you can be yourself and you can be every part of yourself. And that exists in the entertainment industry too. Like when people, producers bring you in and you're pitching your script, the first five minutes, you're not talking about your script. They're just asking you questions because they want to see if you're a decent human, if they want to hang out with you. Like that is true everywhere. Like don't suck. Don't be an asshole. And like, be nice. Be yourself. Like if you're bubbly and happy all the time, be that. But if you're like sarcastic, be that too. Like just be your authentic self and it will yeah. shine through. Yes. Amen. Well, I had so much fun on this podcast. I think I was like, let's talk about the secrets of Hollywood. But honestly, I like this even better because it's like, there's so much good mindset nuggets in here of like how you can succeed if you want to. I mean, it's starts- anything really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we married business and entertainment industry, <laughs> which they're very handy. It's not just a creative field. It is very much a business field as well. So yeah, you have to play the game. Yes. Amen. Okay. So where can people find with you and do you have anything they can work with you with? Not really. Uh, you can find me at www.blakelyolson.com or, uh, Instagram, Blakely Olson underscore. Um, I hope some, I have exciting news in the next couple of months. We shall see. Uh, but thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. I'm going to, uh, stop this recording. And if you have any questions about the entertainment industry, acting, whatever, I'm going to read these, but for you podcast listeners, peace out. Thanks so much for joining us in the lounge. Don't forget to subscribe, show some love in the reviews like Barbara did. She said such a great show, great podcast, highly recommend. And don't forget to connect with us on social media. Next week, I'm chatting with Italia about how you can pitch yourself to the media or brand staff partnerships, whether you are an influencer or not. We'll see you then.